John, bitch some more, bitch some more, baby. I will. I'm just, you know, I, I need to vent a little bit more. I, I haven't finished sufficiently complaining about Photos Kit. You know, Photo Kit is great. It's grand, great, grand, and glorious. But man, how it was rolled out was just. It's, it, it, this is the thing. I thought I was the only one, but then I went back and looked on the developer discussions, and I'm not the only one. So at least I don't feel so bad. But you know, this 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 thing that Apple did of removing at the very last in the GM, you know, changing the the the, the availability of the you know of the uh all you know the 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 camera roll essentially the way of accessing all your photos and this the hoops you have to run to run through to to make it work and then kind of the, the it's not quite as fast people were just not happy and and I understand why they've done it you know I understand that in this brand new world you know your photos are to be spread out everywhere but it's ugh, just painful painful but there's a bright light though you know as as I've, I've come to understand that if i complain not only do i feel better from having gotten it off my chest oftentimes some of our smart and delightful and good-looking users will write in and and say but but there's a solution so i have i have one thing that that kind of uh seems there there's a workaround would you like to know uh i'll go on then <laughs> Okay, so uh, those of you will remember that I was complaining bitterly about using the new test flight, the Apple test flight, and the fact that it required you to create new Apple IDs. And I, I had some tweets, like our good friend Jess Bauer says, oh, I feel your pain. He has like, you know, seven different Apple, you know, iTunes Connects IDs. And uh, and uh, so somebody said, well, yes, you definitely have to create new iTunes Connect uh, Apple IDs. Um, for if you already have one that's associated with an account, uh, but just because you're signed in with Test Flight on on the normal Apple Apple ID that's that's configured in in the system preferences on your device, doesn't mean that you can't tap on a link which has the invitation um, to participate in a, in a new app, and it's it it supposedly works. Now I tried it just now and it didn't, but on the other hand, Test Flight said, "Sorry, you know, we're not available right now. Try again." And then I tapped again, saying, "We can't find this app." So it's quite possible that that you know there's there's something busy with the service. I I I hate to say it, uh, but I do have to say it that I I think Apple's having some 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 scaling and uh, some quality control issues. There I said it. Oh, John, and I thought you were a fanboy. I know. No, but but realistically, here this is, um, you know, I'm okay. These this might be due with scaling, and if it is to do with scaling, then actually that's quite worrying because, you know, this is where Apple of their history has been poor, always been poor. I mean, Apple has has never done anything um, from you know dot Mac, mobile me, iCloud. Um, look at the WWDC ticket system a few years ago. Apple has never proven itself at scaling other than the Apple Store to buy iPhones. And even then, uh. but yeah, you know, I, I think you can accept with the millions of people that try and buy iPhones that, you know, having a, a scaling problem there is, is acceptable. But, um, you know, so if this is to do with uh, just rolling out on a scale, uh, then. I, I actually find that quite worrying because we, we have to see a success at some point, don't we? Uh, yeah. 
That's true. Yeah, but I mean, like for instance, eight point oh, you know. I, I, I took the update and, and now I'm running 8.0.1 and all of a sudden now I have problems with self-service not working. And you go on the Apple discussion boards and they're going, yeah, you know, I did this, that worked, or call the carrier and that might make it work. But right now I can't use my self-service and I'm going to, you know, in theory, you know, they, they say that there's a uh, the 8.0.2 has a, a fix for you know, cell data not working on iPhone 6. Well, this is on a 5S. Maybe it's the same problem. Maybe it's not. But, you know, it's uh, – and, and and the problem with these little updates is that, you know, again, they require more free space than a lot of people have. So here they say that it, the, the – the, uh, you know, the update itself is 67-some megabytes, but you need 1.1 gig free, you know, whereas the installation was whatever we talked about, 4.9. So, I mean, unfortunately, it's it's, it's – I'm, I'm – I'm having a less than delightful experience these these moments. Doesn't mean I'm ready to, to go flipping off to, to Windows Phone, but it's not been very smooth. Now, um, you know, I think the iOS seven rollout we we gave them a lot of slack because as developers we realised that um, you know seven was a major technical change for them uh, to have done in the nine ten months. Um, even some of the Apple developers inside Apple were sort of saying, you know, guys, this is a bit rough. Off the record, of course, but, you know, this is a bit rough yeah. and um, and stuff like that. But it's, uh, you know, I think, you know, with 8, they seem to have added a whole bunch of new stuff and maybe you've secured this stuff up. But, you know, they really, you know, do you think sensibly they'd have been better off going for a... Uh, a more conservative release for iOS 8 and left a lot of the stuff that they've sort of uh, pushed through, like the extensions and everything else for iOS 9, where they really had a chance to get them working fully and, and not be quite so rushed. Do you think they they may be rushing to stay ahead of the pack here or feeling they have to do it? Or um, yeah, what's the solution uh, here? Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that the, I think that the problem is, is that, you know, when you do everything, when you do the hardware and the software, you get these tremendous advantages. But hardware ship dates have, you know, if you build your whole thing about this great, you know, event marketing, you can't, you can't slip, you can't change. And, and hardware has much longer lead time. So I think the problem is, is that you release the hardware and the software is considered, well, we can upgrade that. We can't upgrade the hardware. We can't, you know, <laughs> short of replacing the device and swapping it out, you can't change anything. So yeah, I think that that's unfortunately the, 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 whatever, the yang from the yin of integrated hardware and software. And eventually, you know, things will settle down and work out. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I guess that's the thing. It's like you, you set an impossibly high standard and, and most of the time you meet it, it's great. You build up some goodwill. And and that's the thing. It's like Apple, at least in my mind, has plenty of goodwill. But if it were to keep going, you start to, to wear out your goodwill. Yeah, it's hmm. – I I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for Apple succeeding and I think Apple do some great stuff. Um but I, I think, uh, and I, and I, and don't get me wrong either here. I don't think this is a, I'm not one of these people who's saying, oh, this would have never happened under Steve Jobs. This isn't, you know, I think Tim Cook is doing a great job, um, leading Apple in the direction Apple are going. Um, and it's, I don't know, but this whole issue of quality control or rollout, um, you know, is it because they're putting themselves under too much pressure? 
Um, you know, I like a lot of the changes, the openness around iOS 8 and Xcode 6 and Yosemite has been fantastic. Are, are we paying some of the price for that? I don't know. It's, um, would we rather everything close down? And I guess once they've gone on an open, um, a more open pathway like they did with iOS 8, it, it's maybe harder to drop things than it was before. I don't know. It's, it's, um, yeah, and it's it's okay. Maybe is is it just that you are suffering some of the consequences, and actually, you know, ninety nine percent of people are okay, and so actually, it's just John Fox's turn to bitch about this release, and nobody else is. Or, you know, is it? I mean, a few people with the same issues, or or is it genuinely a bad release as far as quality is concerned? Well, I don't know. I, I was going to offer an alternative theory, which is very comfortable right now, and that, that I would say that these these kind of issues do coincide with the. The arrival of Kevin Hockter at Apple. Hmm. Well, the, I, I'm not sure if we spoke about this before or not, but I found it really interesting during the Yosemite um, beta. Um, the I have, correct me if I'm wrong here, John. Maybe we never saw it before because it was just done as a soft, a general update to the the beta. But during the um, Yosemite beta, there was actually a um, mail only update to the preview. So they just updated Mail.app as part of a preview um, back in um, uh-huh. late September. Now, Kevin's gone to the Mail team. Maybe he'd screwed things up already. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, we love you. We love you. I know. He's one of the nicest stuff. guys there is, and we give him so much shit. It's unbelievable. Um, but with that said, last week, the um, after we'd recorded, um, the Yosemite uh, GM candidate came out. Now, I'm trying to work out what a GM candidate is. Does that mean they can change it again? Or they can, yeah. So it's we, it's basically it's, it's so my understanding of a GM candidate would be then this is it now. This is feature lockdown. Um, nothing's going to change, but we may change some underlying code for bug fixes or whatever between now and the final ship. Is that what you would read into that? Yes, I th- I, th- I think I would do. I would say it's like heinous heinous bugs that every every commit goes under a super fine tooth comb. So, I mean, we do that too. We said we believe this is this. We call it a release candidate, right? So, when we're when we when we do our final round of testing, we put it very clearly. This is our release candidate for submission to the App Store. Please bang on it, you know, one last time. Did we did we miss anything? And thank God we do this because invariably you do find something. Um, and I, I guess my other complaints. It, it, it's not my complaint. And this is not anybody else's fault. But we're about to 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 embark on a a, a pretty radical change to to the Findry app. And this is great. You know, this is this is taking all our learnings. We're gonna do some some I think some some just beautiful stuff. But then that causes the problem of we still have to test and maintain and, and deal with 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 what we have while working on the new one. And uh, so we have to have a a a release that has a new uh, a different bundle ID. Which you know you think is a trivial change, but in the end, it's like it it becomes slightly death by a thousand cuts. And so I you know I experienced this little kind of challenge, and you you think that you know, man, oh, it's so hard dealing with this level of complexity. And then you have to kind of think, well, how incredibly difficult is it to manage the complexity of an operating system? So let me let me understand this here. You are you you're releasing Findry now, and it's are you going for an iOS eight only version of Findry, and you're releasing that as a separate app? Is that what you're doing? And so you're leaving the iOS no, no, no. version there. What what just just clarify for me what you're doing there? No, sorry, sorry, clarify. Okay, so you know the the app has been now in the store since spring, and 
boy, we learned a lot. And one of the main things we've learned is that there's 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 too much in one app. So we were cutting a bunch of stuff out of it. And part of the reason why we're able to do that is because with things like extensions and, and widgets, you don't have to put everything in, in the mainline app. And just by looking at the patterns, we learn about some of the things that, that people just aren't inclined to do on a mobile device, right? And so we can cut out a bunch of features and it does make for a pretty significant app change. But while we're, while we're on the process of testing it, you know, we, we, we as developers and internally for testing it, we need to be able to have the existing app, which is having, you know, where we're doing a bunch of, of iOS 8 related bug fixes, things that we just, we weren't able to catch. We, you know, we, we weren't able to test with third party keyboards before they came out. There's this whole photos snafu where they remove, you know, they remove something critical from the, <laughs> at the golden master and, and, and we, we weren't able to deal with it on time. So those things. So we've got basically our, our, what we call our, you know, our iOS bug fix release. And, and that's what we're hoping to do is to be, that's the last release we make until we make this new one. Now this new one, we don't, we haven't made the decision whether we, whether we have to cut out iOS seven features. It, it's more that you know we don't necessarily have to because I don't think that we're going to be using any iOS eight only API. It, the decision to 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 not support it may be more just predicated on you know it's testing burden, um, and and I think that we can we can uh, as we get a little bit closer we can take a, another look at the the iOS eight upgrade numbers and be able to say yeah no we're not going to support iOS seven. Yeah, I think all things being equal, we'd prefer not to. It's and as I said, it's and it's not because of, of API. It's just it's just testing. You know, we would hate to think, oh my god. I mean, I, I will say this: there are definitely some subtle things. Oh, I want to complain some more. This is what I was going to complain about, right? Okay, so uh, and it's attributed strings. So, so certain of the of the attributed string keys have changed, so that the, you have an attributed string that says apply this this font color. Um, and it, the attribute name is one thing, and it works and produces the right result when it's compiled and run under iOS 7. And then you compile and run it under iOS 8. The attributes no longer work. I'm scratching my head. Is why why if my comments no longer show the the author of the comment in the nice you know separate blue text, so you can really distinguish who the the author of the comment is. Hmm hmm hmm. It works on iOS 7. Why not on iOS 8? So you you stop the debugger. You print out that attributed string. You look at it and like going huh. Then you look at another attributed string. And it's like, oh, look, it has a different, you know, attribute name. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's buried in a release note somewhere. So now that's that's the case where you kind of say, well, okay, add both attribute names, and it it works in both cases. It's ignored in 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 one and used in the other, depending on which OS you're using. So that's and then some kind of some some layout issues um, that are different between iOS seven and eight. So there there's a lot of things I think that that changed under the hood and it, it leaves you wondering, gosh, did I do the wrong thing or did they just change it? And I failed to, to see that change in the release notes. But these are, these are the types of things where it's, it, it, they're, they're, some of them are nits, some of them less so. Um, but that, that kind of increases the testing burden. And, and, and in one case it was like, it works on iOS seven, but not on eight. And we start looking at it and saying, how many issues work on one versus the other? And if you have to start, you know, prioritizing, then we make the choice, like fix it and make it work in on eight. And if that breaks it with seven, we'll live with it. And if that, and if it's sufficiently broken that we have then have to officially stop support for seven, no problem. But we, we just have to make those decisions. Our team is not big enough. Yeah, I think the whole uptake of iOS 8 is going to become, 
uh, possibly an issue as we go forward for for people who like to throw stuff straight out there. Uh, and and maybe Yosemite. I don't know how Yosemite is going to be taken up as well, but um, it, it's going to be interesting to see if if um, uh, you know it's if Yosemite increases uptake because I'm assuming Yosemite is going to be free. Um, we've not heard anything on that, but just uh, or have we? I don't know. Are we just assuming it's free, uh, or have they officially said it's going to be free? I haven't heard any official. I, I, truth be told, yeah. I have not followed it that closely. No. So you're not running Yosemite at the moment? No, no, no. No. John, I thought you liked living on the edge. But there we are. Um, <laughs> so, I have enough edge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Yosemite gets picked up really fast compared to IS8 because of all, all these problems or not. It's um, Which I think, you know, back in the iOS 7 time, I was saying... Um, if you don't go iOS seven only, you're a bit mad. Uh, and and in the end, the um, update figures made that sort of uh, a, a reasonable choice for most people. Whereas, you know, there, there's some good stuff in iOS eight, and there's some good stuff that people want to use. But I, I'm, I mean, I haven't seen what the adoption figures have been, but I understand they are they are slower than they were for iOS seven. So yeah. it, it does leave you in a bit of a bit of a quandary, doesn't it? Because, um. You know, and this isn't anything to do with devices because, you know, probably every device you want to support works with iOS 8. So it doesn't have anything to do with devices. It's still what we talked about. It's like it's available free space. I don't, I, I can't be the only one. And, and, and th- this is kind of related to photos. Okay. I mean, I basically, the majority of the storage by far is, is photo and video. I happen to like to have lots of photo and video on, 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 on my device. And the reality is, is I'd like to have access to it. I love to have the metadata for it. I love to have the thumbnails. I really don't mind if it takes me a little bit longer to download one. And, and presumably that's what's going to happen with, with iCloud, uh, photo storage. But, but, you know, this is stuff that that I you know I really do care about my photos and my videos, and and I I need to be extremely certain that that nothing's going to get screwed up with it. And you know, so I, I, I before I kind of relinquish control to, to Apple to be able to store the original high res, the original master on the cloud and dole out different versions and have and reserve the right to say, I'm going to set a high water mark for how much space I'm going to store, for, use for photos and video. And if I have to remove some locally in order to do it, do it, that's fine. If that were the case, and that was really working bulletproof, then I wouldn't have this problem of being able to free up four gig. I mean, this this is it's related. Follow me on this. It's like if 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 like most other people, you you run out of space on your device. You don't. I mean, I don't know many people who have four or five gig free on their phone. You know, if they've got a thirty two gig device, or you know, and so that's why I couldn't do the over there update, and it's a, it's a bit a bit of pain in the butt. If Apple then makes a system saying, okay, your music, your photos, your video, the stuff that's going to take up lots of space, we've got you covered because if we need to dial down the local storage of it so you can do an update and even then forcibly, you know, recache it for you because yes, you really do want it on your device because you're, you're going on an airplane, you know, make it, make it do that. That would be great, grand and glorious. And that would also, you know, ease the, the upgrade path. I think they're going to have to do that. You know, as challenging and difficult as it's going to be, and, and and while they're doing that for photos, if somebody's listening, 
my God, you know, take advantage of, of, of hashes that uniquely identify the file. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe there's other issues I'm missing relating to metadata changes that are embedded in the file. But it would be a, a, a glorious world if, if, if duplicate files didn't exist and I see them all the time. So looking at you, iPhoto. Would you ever consider leaving the old version of the app on the store for people with iOS 7 and going iOS 8? Because you can do that with iOS, can't you? You can leave an older version yeah. on there and um, the App Store, uh, the iPhone Store yeah. will, will do that. Is that a, a, a thing you see for? Because yeah. people say, that's no, actually, that's now people getting my old version of my software. I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't have a problem doing it within a reasonable amount of time. It doesn't seem to be a, a big issue. Yeah. Again, it's like well, we'll have to see. But these these are these are choices that you have to make, and and you shouldn't be afraid to to, to make a choice and stick with it, especially just to to be pragmatic. You know, probably <laughs> I don't know whether you've ever seen the series uh, uh, House of Cards. Now, the, apparently, this was originally a British television series, but I've just finished binge watching House of Cards on 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 Netflix, and I I'm actually going to leave that in the show notes. It has nothing to do with software except for this one thing. They talk about the it's a political thriller taking place in, in, in Washington and they talk they use this phrase ruthless pragmatism. And I think as developers you have to be ruthlessly pragmatic at, at various times when it comes to, to choosing things like upgrade and, and do you decide do you still support you know backwards features and so on and so forth and suffering a little bit of pain. It goes along with the same ways like ruthless pragmatism can work really well if you've got a good community. If you've been nice to people and then you can be ruthlessly pragmatic it, then you could be good. Yeah, House of Cards was a political TV drama in the UK in the 90s, I think. And I think definitely if you're on Netflix in the UK, you you can get the um, the US version, which is, I think, is that is that what a Netflix own, isn't it? Kevin, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Spacey, it. isn't like, it? Um, yeah, it's yeah, but I think you can also get the original English version, which didn't have as high a budget. That, that's saying something, isn't it, when, um, you know, the, the independent video makers are spending far bigger budgets than the uh, prime time uh, networks used to on, on this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, I was reading reading an article this week, um, earlier this week or last week, from um, Matt Waters of um, Geode Software. It does some software called EasyBooks, and he was going through this whole, you know, umming and ahhing about releasing because he, he he's he's the guy who he takes his software to the latest version almost on day one and basically says to his um you know his customers if you want the latest upgrade um because you know he he he, he waits to see if you've cut out a major tranche of hardware then maybe you can delay but if every if the, most of the hardware you're supporting is going to support the latest os then he takes the view upgrade if you want the latest version of my software now of course he does leave the older version on there for ios 7 but he was just wondering why in the mac app store you, you can't do the same there is you there is only the current version and you cannot go back to you cannot say for people on an older version of um os 10 that you can get the last version that was released and he's wondering you know why why the inequality why why can't you you know why can't you do that and it's leaving him in a you know, a bit of a quandary about should he, he, he has a major update for his app ready. Um, it's, uh, requires 1010. Um, but he's not sure whether to release it or just to wait. Um, he does have the benefit that he offers his software outside of the, um, uh, Mac app store as well. So you could always get an older version from his website if you needed to, but you know, why 
you know, why are Apple keeping this in line? Why why is it okay for the iPhones and not for the Mac? Well, you know, surely there needs to be a you know bit of consistency going on here. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe this is this is completely off base, but I think it, it's actually a bit easier. People tend to have more available free space on their desktop on, on their laptops uh, than they do on a mobile device where everything is constrained. Stupid guess, but it's, it is one. That could be. Plus, I think it, it, there's also kind of issues with uh, I don't know with carriers. I mean, some of the features with with iOS eight require carrier support. And maybe that there are some people in some markets. I don't know. I think the world's just as much more complicated. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Oh, well, there we go. It's, um, well, so I, I promised, I, you know, I did promise, uh, the guy, Mark, who, who wrote in that I, I would talk about it and, and I, I gave his tip, but you know, there, there was the PS in his email and this is a good way to end the show. <laughs> which could you like me to read it? Oh, go on then. Verbatim. Oh, go on then. P.S. <laughs> P.S. I know that you and Scotty have been working for a long time together, but I have to say that, that you know, if you were to compare the, each other to cars, you are the Range Rover and Scotty is the rusty old tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Was this from your brother? <laughs> no. <laughs> And I swear I read it verbatim. <laughs> okay, um, that's going back a while. When was it? It was it was quite a lot of shows ago when I was compared to what was I? I was a, a, a reli- was I a reliable Volvo or something? In I think that you were like a yeah, and then I was the Trabant. you were the Trabant. So, but I was thinking the Range Rover to the bicycle, the rust, not even just a bicycle, a rusty bicycle, a rusty tricycle, tricycle, <laughs> even worse. Is, this is it. This is war. This is war. Guys, we need some more PSs of comparisons. I don't care which way they go, okay. but I'm only reading the ones that go for me. Um, okay. So there we are. You can you can send uh, you can send them either to me at scotty at iDeveloper.co or to John at... John at MemoryMiner.com. And, uh, yo, let's, uh, let's get a PS war going here. Um, and maybe we'll, we'll okay. find a prize. We'll find a prize for the, uh, for the, the one that we giggle at the most. Um, All right. <laughs> Yeah, we are talking of giggling. I um, uh, I watched James Thompson's session from NS Conference, uh, twenty years of indie development, uh, again this week. It's just I did, I just had it on in the background just as I just randomly went to Vimeo. And in case people don't know, every NS Conference session we've ever filmed is available for free on Vimeo. Um, uh, has been for a little while now. Um, I will put the link in the show notes. Uh, but this particular one of his story of um, starting on the Commodore 3064 and moving through to um, uh, you know working at Apple, he was the guy behind the dock originally in um, early OS 10, uh, and his stories of um, having to pretend he was in his office when Steve Jobs was around and all this sort of stuff. If you've not been and seen it yet, just um, it's uh, it's it's an informative talk uh, in, in many ways, but it is just light-hearted and, and great background listening or watching while you're. Uh, while you're doing some work. So again, I'll link specifically to that one in the show notes as well. And um, uh, go and take a, a watch or a listen. Well, John, I'm really not sure I should allow you to give out your details after um, you saving that PS there for me. But um, go on. 
Well, you can certainly find me on Findery as John Fox, and you can find me on the Twitter as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And you can find out all about my product, Memory Miner, at memoryminer.com. And if you want to send nasty, nasty PSs um, uh, that besmirch the reputation of Steve Scotty Scott, you can do so by sending email to john at memoryminer.com. My name's Scotty, and I'm depressed. <laughs> I don't want to receive your email because I can't be bothered to read it. <laughs> oh, send, send the email that you would otherwise send to Scotty, besmirching me, and I'll read it. And I promise not to adapt it at all. And I promise not to attach any PS that wasn't actually there. Yeah, like how you will. Send promise. them to me at scotty at iDeveloper.co. Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> as MacDevNet. You'll find the show notes for uh, this show at iDeveloper.co. And of course, you can go there and you can sign up by email to receive the show notes by email. Um, there's just a sidebar on the uh, website there to do that. John, apart from the last bit, it was great to uh, be speaking to you again this week. And um, I've got to, I've got some work to do. I've got to get myself out of the rusty tricycle mode and um, become inventive and inspiring and wonderful and entertaining, um, just like apparently you are. I, did, I just <laughs> okay. didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh thanks for listening everybody until next time you take care Thank you.